Scrimmery, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. I am smiling ear to ear right now because the last time I had this guest on the podcast was in January of 2021. And every time I get to talk to this guy, holy shit, the energy, the fun, the excitement. I mean, this is literally one of the most fun times I've ever had in a podcast. And this band has been gone so far from where they were in January 2021 till now and it's just going to keep going and going and going with the tours they've been on with the tours they're going on with a brand new album out on November 4th man and what I gotta say is but avoid kicks ass my friend before we get jumping in though I want to thank support for this podcast first off it's Manscaped Yes, Manscaped is part of the podcast they are the best in below the belt care for you guys out there so let me tell you about this one thing guys you know Think about lawn mowing, you know. You know, every guy wants to have the best lawn in the neighborhood, right? You know, you want to beat Tony down the street, who's always got that riding mower. Girl. Must be compensating for something, am I right? Okay, that was kind of weird. But you always want to make sure you have the best looking lawn possible, right? So what about the lawn that you got down there? Yeah, you want to make sure it's the best kept lawn out there. And what better way to keep the lawn then with a lawnmower. How about the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped? Take a look at that. It is the ultimate shaving tool for you guys down there to basically get you the best cut, best shave down there possible, best looking lawn down there possible, and have it be the smoothest shave you ever had. So what this thing has is, well, say I drop it in water, boom, it's waterproof. Don't gotta worry about any sort of shorts right there. I turn it on, say I'm trying to look at what I'm doing, boom, take a look at that. 4K LED light. What about, you know, one of the biggest problems for shaving down there, you get those like nick cuts where you're like shaving, you're like, ting tang, blah, blah, bing, bang. Yeah, you don't want to go with any of that. So they have advanced skin safe technology. The blade here is actually kind of like ceramic to make sure you prevent those nick cuts. Oh, yeah, you're not going to want to miss out on that. So the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped, you want to have the best lawn out there? Also want to have the best lawn down there. And Manscaped's helping you out by giving you 20% off and free shipping from your entire order from manscaped.com by using the code CPP at checkout. So go do that after this podcast. Also want to thank the When We Were Hungry Festival because we are sponsoring that festival in Las Vegas, October 21st of 2022. You want those Warped Tour vibes? Memes into dreams? Yep, that's what the When We Were Hungry is all about. We have had plenty bands from the festival that have been on the podcast, including Modern Day Escape. Well, Will created the festival. He created the meme. He's a Modern Day Escape. So you know Modern Day Escape is playing. Modern Day Escape is hysterical. We also have Outlier, Varsity, Palisades, Saving Vice, Along Came a Spider, The Medic Droid, The Original Life for a Skylit Drive, Tickle Me Pink, who's headlining day two. Have they been on the podcast? Yes, it's Secondhand Serenade. Well, guess who's also headlining day one? Black Flag. So... This is a festival you can be able to throw down in the pit, cry and sing your emo heart out, jam out to have a good time. This is Warp Tour vibes right here. You're not going to miss out on it. So go get your tickets when we were hungry festival.com. Link description of the podcast for you guys. Tickets are on sales. Make sure you get them before they sell out. I'll see you guys there. Pancakes in the pit, memes in the dreams. Don't want to miss out. Now time for a feature presentation. Benny from Avoid is on the podcast today. And Benny is one of the best people ever have on a podcast. Best people even know. This guy is hysterical, funny, energetic. I mean, you listen to Avoid, play like pl listen to the music or watch him play live. The energy is completely there. And we talk about a lot of different things in this podcast, including 
the whole entire national anthem saga from 2021 thriller records and how that all ties into which is even more nuts the fit for a king tour they went on earlier in 2022 with silent planet hollow front fit for a king of course all the stuff and crazy stories from around there the crazy stories from you know the cancellation of the north lane tour to what they were able to do off of it preparing for their tour with uh silent planet and the plot new going out supporting bad omens for a couple of shows and of course their brand new cult mentality coming out November 4th and the lead single, whatever, or not the lead, that's like, not the lead single, but it's like the first single that came out with the album announcement. We'll put it that way. And you're not going to want to miss out on it, boy. You're not going to miss out on this episode. It's hysterical. It is so just fun to listen to this thing. I kept looking over at the monitor. I'm like, we've only been on for 35 minutes and it feels like it's a long time, but I don't want this to end. Like, there's so much content here, you're not going to want to miss out on it, and it's so much fun. This one's going to have you smiling ear to fucking ear. Avoid kicks ass. Are you ready? Let's kick some ass. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. This man was on the podcast back in January of 2021. He is back once again a year and a half later, and my God, watching the meteoric rise of this band from where I saw him in 2021 to tours with Fit for a King, Silent Planet, Hollow Front... They were supposed to go on a tour with Northland, but now they're going to be got, going out with Bad Omens as well. And then the plot new in Silent Planet once again, plus an appearance on the fucking Jim Rome show and a brand new album called Cult Mentality coming out on November 4th. My God, you do not want to miss out on this band. So fuck it. Let's get into it. I was watching Dale Earnhardt interviews and listening to whatever the new song by this band leading up to this. So I'm fucking pumped. So please welcome back Benny from Avoid. So Benny, welcome back, my friend. What's going on, man? What's going on, guys? I'm so stoked to be back, bro. It's good to see you again. Dude, it is good to see you too, especially, you know, after everything that's happened over the course of the year. I did get a chance to see you guys on that tour with Fit for a King, and I have talked with the other guys that have been on the tour, specifically Garrett from Silent Planet and Tyler from Hollow Front, and they're just like, every time I bring up a void in the podcast, everyone's just like, my God, I don't know how anyone can hang with those guys' energy, but it is so much fucking fun, and like, everyone wants to be like, Every time I talk to someone about Avoid, they're just like, my God, we want to tour with that band somehow, some way. That's really cool, man. I, it's really cool to hear that. We're, it's been insane. And we really like, I mean, we were hoping that it would happen. So I'm not going to give you the, oh, we just didn't expect it. Like, obviously, that was what we were trying to do. But we didn't expect it to happen the way it did, as quick as it did. And, and some of the, th- I mean, it's just been, really 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 cool and we're really grateful that it is starting to get a little bit of traction in certain places and uh and we get to do these bigger tours now and and have these bigger outlets like sharing our stuff like it was even cool for me and i mean this isn't like the biggest outlet in the world but i uh brooklyn vegan was shared one of our songs a while ago and that's like a article for like a publication for me that i really look up to and it's like because i feel like they only like post about like cool shit and like like niche shit like, like they don't like just post stuff to post stuff it's like they do their shit and so it was like cool to to see them interested in the band i mean in general i mean all the i mean octane and nascar and i mean what a wild ride it's been oh god yeah because like you said octane nascar brooklyn vegan just seeing so many people pick up on the band and just get into it and a lot of it is just based off of you guys just being yourselves honestly and the music absolutely kicking fucking ass i mean hell your handles are always avoid kicks ass and it just makes sense. Like, I even put out a tweet at one point. I'm like, list of bands that kick ass. Avoid kicks ass. Like, they're the only one that has it in their handle. So, that's the end of the list, guys. I'm sorry. 
I saw people like that tweet too. It was fucking hilarious. I'm gonna, I gotta keep making tweets like that, man. Get that, get on that Twitter presence like you guys got, and just anything you guys got in the social media game presence. Because my God, it's just like anytime I like see some of your stuff pop up, I'm just like, I know that it's gonna be enjoyable. I know I'm probably gonna laugh at it, and then just roll with it from there. It's always a good day when a void pops up. We'll put it that way. Man, I appreciate that. I, I hope that 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 really, especially with social media, I hope that we can be like that glimpse of your day where it's like good and it makes you smile or it makes you laugh or it's like, like i i don't want a lot of i don't want stress and bullshit coming from our camp to your lives like i'm sure life is bringing most people lots of that shit anyway i don't i don't want you to get it from us i want we want to be the safe haven you know what i mean oh i absolutely know what you mean because i had a i had a conversation with someone else i had in the podcast one of my friends joy arena from the band outlier and we were talking about rock and metal music and how much more focus it is on image rather than attitude like it was back in the day and all of a sudden i look at you guys i'm like your attitude and your energy and your persona is like the, your image. So it like it all mix in. So of course, whenever I see anything pop up on social media, hell right. Like in March of 2021, when I saw the whole entire Jim Rome thing go down, I fucking lost it. Cause I'm like, you get like, literally you took like a, something that could have been, you know, kind of a negative and turned into the utmost positive by oh, having dude, Jim was, Rome love your fucking it, We were, it was this close. We could have turned it either way. It could have, the scales were fucking going back and forth. And I mean, I really had no idea what was going to happen, but the fact that we were able to turn that into what it was and it, I mean, even it started with him just trying to rip on it. And now it's like, I mean, like it's still chill and like, he'll still like pop us a like every once in a while. And then uh, he ended up leaving the show, but his producer, Adam Hawk, like I still talk to that guy like all the time. Yeah. Like, like that ended up being a huge thing for the band. We still have a bunch of Jim Rome fans like coming into the band. Like it's insane. Like what a wild thing that happened. Uh, And Jim is cool, man. Like that was really cool of him to, to, to not just like continue to just like rip, 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 rip. It's like, like we leaned into it. We had fun with it. And then the fact that we actually checked out the band ended up liking it. And to his platform was like, Hey, not only do I not hate this band, like check them out and fucking support them. And having that flip happen and having like the fan base, like also flip and be like, no, we like this band now. Like that was really cool. Uh, And I was really happy about that. I think the biggest reason why that happened, though, was especially right after the first, you know, iteration from that segment where Jim Rome was just ripping the band, calling it instead of a boy, call it delete. Like the way that you guys responded to it was really what kind of probably brought him in. It's like, okay, these guys are responding. They're having fun with it. And he probably connected with it in some sort where he's like, these guys just are having fun with this now. Now you're drawn into actually listening to the music. And then all of a sudden he comes out the next segment is, I can't call it avoid or to say it's delete more. It's like, it should be called embrace because I fucking loved it. I was like, what? Well, for me, it was just like, yo, what is happening right now? Like that was like, like I truly did not expect the national anthem thing to get as big as it did. And for it to like essentially just blow up overnight. And then we got talked about, I mean, obviously Jim Rome being the biggest, that is the highest paid sports radio guy in the fucking, at least in the U S like insane. And like, we didn't expect that to happen. Like I thought it was just going to be, I was going to show up, do the national anthem. It was going to do literally, I was hoping it would not be remembered, but I mean, now it's like, we turned it for what it is. And so it, but like the, the, my only goal for that national anthem is for it was for it to be forgettable. I was like, let's go down, do the thing, go enjoy the box seats for the weekend at NASCAR and hang out. And like, it'll be a fun story to talk about later. Uh, little did I know. 
Well, that I know what was going to happen that next week. But I mean, because it ended up getting like, aside from Jim Rome, it was on like almost every major city's sports radio show. Like it was everywhere there for a second. And it was just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, and then the fact that it was able to turn so quickly into like, not funny and and who gives a shit and and it, and it ended up being so positive for the band like yeah that was really cool and it was cool that it ended up getting to work out that way and it was fucking hilarious i mean it totally was just because especially after it happened to after the national anthem because I, I started looking on twitter too just to kind of see what was going on and i saw nascar twitter just like roasting the hell out of you roasting the it hell out of the was. band and then just the absolute, just you guys just responding to like all these different things, but with the most lighthearted, we're just going to have fun with this style. So that when the whole entire Jim Rome thing happened and then you fucking called into the show and all of a sudden now. What are we going to do, right? Like, it's like, are we going to like actually be upset about it and be like, fuck you guys. Or are we like, like, like we have the biggest, like it's the biggest platform ever talking about us like we never had platforms that big talking about our band like like the, i in my eyes there was only one option like capitalize like this the, the attention the eyes are on like the eyes are on we have to do something about it and if we like act like little bitches about it people aren't gonna like that people are just gonna keep making fun of us where if we also make fun of it and just lean into it and be like yo man it wasn't that good. And you know what? It's kind of funny that we even did it in the first place and check out our fucking record. And this is what we actually do. It's like, I'm not going to sit there and be sad about it. I mean, it was, it was definitely tough on the old brain for a minute, but uh, like, yeah, like to me, that's the only option in a moment like that. And like with controversy bleeds success or but there's a saying in there, but you can get a lot of eyes and a lot of fans from controversy as long as it's like nothing like too bad, but like a little bit of, a little bit of sharks in the water didn't hurt nobody as long as you don't get bit. So uh, it was, it's kind of fun to ruffle some feathers, you know? Oh, absolutely. Because taking a look at a lot of the other bands that have happened, you know, in the, like in, in, in uh, history, like a lot of bands that have ruffled feathers or, you know, had some of that controversy around them. A lot of them, it's, you know, they stand out to because they're the ones that took it and ran with it. I mean, you watch the whole entire fucking Motley Crue movie that they made in 2019, even though it's just, you know, it's not the best adaptation, but you get to see all the crazy shit that they did and how they became one of the biggest bands of the 80s. Take a look at all the crazy shit that Ozzy did and all the controversy around there with biting the head off a goddamn bat. And now it's just like, holy shit, that is the thing of legend right now. It's like you guys took it with that mentality, ran with it, you know, took it more of a lighthearted kind of approach from the criticism that you were coming in. And all of a sudden people were starting to embrace you guys even more because it's like, Oh shit, they can have fun with us too. Dude, yeah. And it was just like, it was really cool to, to see how once the, the biggest of the big started being like, eh, I mean, hold on, give them a chance. It was cool to see how open-minded everyone else became about the situation. And then it was like, it was cool. Like, I, we all, all we ever wanted to be was just be our authentic selves and rock. Like that's what it's about for us. And we love playing with each other. I mean, we're just a band of best friends, started a band in a basement. And it's insane that now we're doing like full us tours and we're starting to get European offers and stuff like that. And it's like, it's crazy to see the band starting to rise. And it was just something that literally started as an idea in a basement 
uh, when I was like 14 and now I'm 24, 10 years later. And it's like, it is what it is. And I'm like, wow, that's really, really, really cool. And I'm really grateful that that got to happen and that we're on this ride. And so with everything, like the Jim Rome thing, NASCAR, however, however we're able to spin it, I'm like, let's party. Oh, absolutely. Because then you see what happened like th- throughout the rest of the year. All of a sudden, like you guys, all the Thriller Records came over and all of a sudden you guys were their first sign. I remember seeing that. I'm like, okay, if Thriller well, Records is going to happen. hilarious about that and the National Anthem thing. So the owner of Thriller Records, Bob Becker, the guy that founded Fearless in the yeah. 90s, literally the alternative record label there for a sec. Like uh, that. So we had signed before the National Anthem. This wasn't public yet. We signed in, I honestly think we signed right around the time I talked to you the first time. We signed in January of 21. Uh, And so we did that. uh, And then our first time meeting Bob, because he's an L.A. guy, we were like, yo, come to Vegas for this. (laughs) So he was there. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking that was our first time meeting our label, and they were at the national anthem thing. I'm like meeting this legend in the industry, and that's the introduction. <laughs> How insane, right? And then it goes viral. It's like, oh no, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, now that makes that story—the fact that it adds so much more to the uh, to that Nashad story. So, oh, so much more to like what was going on in our heads, right? Because we're literally and our managers were there. Like a bunch of people flew out for this shit. Like it was like a thing internally, and it was and it was like a great networking thing. And yeah, how funny is it that that was that was our literal our first time meeting Bob was that at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now it makes so much more sense. And you said like, you know, right after your head was like, oh, dear God, what are we going to do here? And then, you know, a couple days later, it was just the massive turnaround from just that to all of a sudden. I mean, the vindication was literally on my end was seeing Jim Rome talk positive about the band. And like, not only when he said like, check out the band, but he like referenced Hostage at a Beach House party. And I remember thinking if there was any song for Jim Rome to reference to the general public to get them into the band, that would be the one that he should pick. And he did, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, this is going to be something. And then, by the time you appear on the podcast, next thing you know, my God, I mean, like, Thriller Records had to be looking at that, like, they took that and turned it into the biggest absolute positive you possibly could. We made the absolute right choice in signing that band. I I mean, I, I, I think they, I would hope they feel that way, and I think they, I mean, I love Thriller. Like, I'm so grateful to be on Thriller. It is such a it's such a great label experience for us. And I mean, I really like, I really don't have anything bad to say about them. Like they're so supportive. They let us do whatever the fuck we want to do. Any crazy idea we have, they kind of just let us like roll with it. And even if it's like, like in the, and I, we're learning a lot from thriller or if it, but if it's like an idea where we're like, we want to release a song this way and, and they're like, Hey, you should check it out this way. We're And they're like, no, we really want to do it this way. Like bet do it that way. And we'll fucking figure it out. And they're like, so down to just let us be crazy. Like it's so cool. And within that, I think we've learned a lot too. Cause I mean, we have an amazing opportunity working with these, these legendary people that have just 30 plus years of experience in this industry and can really have broken bands and can kind of tell us 
Well, and I mean, every band's story is different. So just because you broke one band does not mean you're going to break another band. And just because one band did one, it, do, it doesn't, everyone's path is going to be different. But it is nice having their wisdom and their knowledge of the industry along the way in situations like that. So as things start to come up, they can help us navigate because it's like, as you as your band starts to do this, you get into situations and instead of being like, what do we do? They can be like, I've experienced this before. This is how you do it. This is how you put your head on straight. I mean, it's it's great, really great to have that guidance. And so I'm I'm so appreciative of Thriller. And how funny is it that that was the beginning of it all? But yeah, that was that was really wild, man. Oh, that is nuts. But it actually makes a lot of sense for what Thriller is doing with you guys when it comes to how you guys want to operate and how you guys want to do things, how you guys want to release things to let you guys just basically run with it and they'll figure it out from the back end just because when it comes down to you guys, I mean, the biggest draw is going to be your style of music, but also the energy and the fun that you bring to absolutely everything. I mean, the amount of times I've watched the video for whatever, and it picked up on so many little subtle nuances and just ended up laughing at everything. I'm like, these guys are just being themselves. And there's all the a stuff- lot in there. A lot. I feel like, I mean, you, like, there's a lot of real, like, there's the big ones. And then there's a lot of little shit that we snuck in there if you want to be a detective. No, I'm so I've watched that thing like probably 15 or 16 times. And oh, it's like wow. every single time, like I'm starting to pick out like, wait a minute, what are what what what? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, how did I miss this? Like the first like 14 times. God damn. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I I'm really stoked, and it's it's cool, and it's really cool. Like the record we have and everything that's about to be coming out. Uh, I'm really proud of it, and I think it's a really awesome representation of like what the future of this band is and what we're capable of and i'm really stoked to like share that you know dude i've been excited for this record since april since i got talked to tyler from hollow front because he's like on that tour he's like he got a chance to hear the record he's like this record fucking bangs i'm just like well god damn it now you're gonna make me wait for this thing like come on tyler why do you gotta do this to me man like oh i want this thing now yeah dude those are good dudes man we had a i mean the fit tour talk about a great fucking tour man like what an awesome experience that was for us uh like we've never done a tour like that on on that scale like we've done a couple nationals and done some really amazing stuff but never that and that was really cool to get to do 30 fucking shows of just banger 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 every night packed shows really receptive fan base to the band and then the tour was just full of great people. Like we got, I feel like we were able to get along with everyone and it was just a giant party the whole time. And that was what was so fun. And whether it was like actually partying or it was just like, we get like a big video game group going in the green room and we play can jam in the parking lot, or we're just out back smoking a joint with someone and talking shit. And just, it was just such a, like, so it was like the best, like, preteen summer camp vibes like <laughs> no matters in the world summer's here we're away from our parents we're just having a good time like that was really like what the vibe was it was so like innocently fun and stupid and goofy and just like we had spirit week like we ended up doing a spirit week at the end of tour where uh, we joked about it at the beginning of tour. And then we ended up, I sent a graphic like the last like four days of tour. And I was like, it's spirit week, bitches <laughs> here. Day one is, uh, I forget exactly, but I was like, day one was sports day. Cause I, I've seen everyone wear various sports things. So that was like an easy one to be. And then there was a dress like John day. 
who is fit for a king's guitar tech and he wears these really short shorts and black t-shirts and trucker hats every day so everyone went to walmart and bought short shorts black t-shirts and trucker hats and showed up to the venue like that and no one told john that we were doing this and fit for a king's obviously always there first and so fit for a king they didn't put their outfits on at the start of the day because they they let us do it first so all one by one the band start showing up like kind of dressed like john so eventually you had like fucking 20 people in this venue and it's just like at this point it's just a joke for us and like the venue staff are like why does everyone look exactly the same is this like some weird cult like everyone looked ex- it was so fucking funny and so we did that and then uh and it got to the point by the end of the tour everyone was just like bombing our set every night which was so funny uh during hostage and, and we would just like let whoever wanted to play play like giving everyone from every band our instruments merch people whoever it was like anyone can play that part of the song and like on that day like because john's the tech everyone starts rushing out onto the stage from the tour package with like various tools and starts like pretending to fix our gear and like <laughs> tuning our guitars and like like during our set and oh man what a great memory and then i think the next day was sports day and everyone put on various sports gear and that was just uh we, we were in i believe houston and we had and it was like an indoor outdoor venue and the outdoor venue is like massive but there was no show that night and so they gave us like the amphitheater area to play can jam and so we wrote out like this massive can jam tournament for everyone on the tour package to compete in and everyone had their sports gear on so it was like fun and we were all just like super playing into it and then during our set that night everyone bombed the set during hostage again and this time everywhere there was skateboards a football <laughs> baseball can jam on the set like everyone just started playing sports on stage during our set oh my god oh man and what was the other day I mean, there was dressed like brian day who was the tm that was really funny and he's straight edge and so everyone went and bought black hats from walmart and duct taped like white x's on their hats because he wears a straight edge hat every day so then everyone but someone fucking told him about it uh and so he knew so it made it a little bit less funny so i was kind of pissed about that however it was still really fucking funny so oh man yeah we we had a really really good time on that oh there was bucky's day i was about to ask about bucky's day because that thing became the stuff of legend between everyone i've talked to (laughs) yeah bucky's day was that was the day that everyone competed because everyone loves bucky so yeah everyone like i mean in there i mean it's like a clothing store in there you can get so much shit so every a lot of people had similar shirts but you had everyone decked out in different bucky stuff and there's a bucky's day uh photo i could even send it to you if you wanted to put it up on the podcast but like uh it's uh everyone is in the, like we section people off by like what bucky's attire they were wearing <laughs> so it's like everyone that was in this shirt grouped up this shirt grouped up and it was it was so dumb and so innocent and so fun and yeah man we had a lot of just pure stupid great fun on that tour and like every time I've talked to someone about that tour, that's everything I've heard about it was just that vibe was just pure, dumb, stupid fun, just having a blast with it. And 
this is also something that I added to it. Well, because I was going, I went down to Welcome to Rockville this year with a couple of friends. And while we were driving down there, because two of the guys I went with, like, they're as big of music fans as I am. They're going with, she's huge on TikTok as well, big music fan. So she helped us get to Rockville. But on the way down there, all of a sudden we were driving, getting into Georgia. And my friend's like, dude, we got to stop at Bucky's. And he's like, we need Bucky's attire. So we all go in there. We all get Bucky's shit, literally because of Bucky's day from you guys. And then our whole plan was, we're going to end up wearing this shit, like, because we knew the North Lane tour was coming. Like, we're going to end up wearing this shit on that tour. And now we're just like, well, shit, now we're going to wear it a different day then. Like, we're, I'm all the baby. like, we're all staring. I know they're going to the uh, Bad Omen show that's in Bloomington, Illinois. So if all of a sudden you see people in, like, Bucky's gear or, like, a Bucky's inflatable thing that comes out of nowhere, just know uh, those guys ended up they making it with happen. you. Yeah, yeah. They get yeah. with the boy. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's hysterical. But I still remember that sh- like the show that I saw you guys on was the, uh, it was a show in Belvedere, Illinois. So it was like, uh, just outside. Yeah. I remember that show. Yeah. I remember going in there and all of a sudden you got, I got there maybe a minute before you guys got on stage. Cause I was struggling that whole entire day just to get anywhere. I was like on four hours of sleep for like the last, like three straight days. So I was struggling. Yeah. I get there. And all of a sudden you get going and there's like three people that are trying to mosh. I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw down this. Cause that's what I like to do. I became friends with all those guys, like good friends because of that show. And I still remember like, we were the only four that were going at the beginning, but by the end of it, you played song about James and you had the whole entire crowd split and everyone was into it. Like you literally took a bunch of people that probably didn't know anything about a voice. All of a sudden I'm just like, everyone was engaged into the show and by the time you went off everyone's just like if this is what's gonna be for the like the first band on the tour package and we still got three to go how the fuck are we gonna survive with this kind of energy all night long (laughs) oh that's really cool man oh that's i'm just like you're you're telling me these things and now i'm like reliving those (laughs) memories in my head too and and it's always so funny because it's like every venue is so different and there's some that are similar, but there's little differences to every venue. And I remember that like Bloomington, Illinois is a weird spot, man. And I remember there was like this hype beast store, like two doors down from the venue and all of us. Had to, and they had like, cause we all love like nice clothes and streetwear and expensive dumb shit that we probably shouldn't buy, but we do anyway. Uh, and they had like, just like all of this like crazy fucking supreme yeezy super exclusive jordans like and i was just like in bloomington illinois of all spots like there's this store here insane and there was like a planet fitness like right across the street so we like and we a lot of the time i mean most uh smaller touring bands shower at planet fitness and uh it was funny to just like I mean, there's close Planet Fitnesses, but I don't remember a lot of them being right next to the venue. And so that was just funny. Like, I remember little things about days like that for some reason. Well, now you're on the Bad Omens run and you're in Bloomington, Illinois. You're going to be like, oh, shit, there's the store. Oh, shit, there's Planet Fitness. All right, we're set, ready to go. Oh, man. Oh, hilarious. Oh, my God. It's like just it's just even was it? Be- Bel- or Belvedere. Illinois. Yeah, Belvedere. But like Belvedere. Bloomington, Illinois, I, I know you guys are going there for the They're going to Bloomington. Yes. So I, I know never been to Bloomington. What was that? You said I've never been to Bloomington. OK, I don't know what to expect. Um, just probably expect, you know, you guys just to basically take over that show and have bad omens be like, <laughs> how the fuck are we going to have to like go on after these guys? <laughs> hey, you said it. Hey, it, it might happen because that's literally what Tyler had said too. Because he's like, after watching Avoid play one time, he's like, I got to go after these guys for the rest of the fucking tour. 
I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then there's also the show that you guys play at the Palladium on that tour where you guys cross paths with Invent Anime, Alpha Wolf, Polaris, and like Moss to Flames. I'm just like, my Yo, that God. shit was wild. And we like, we open opened that shit. So we played very first of the day. So we played at like 4 p.m. And the I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew the show was going to be huge. But when you're opening a show like that, and not even in a bet, you just don't know how full the room is going to be like like it's going to be great but it's like obviously the room is going to be great by the time fit for a king goes on but like there's six hours between now and when fit for a king goes on so you never know and then the, even from the like before we like the line was wrapped around the venue and like down the street super far and they started to go around the corner again and i was like oh it's one of these shows crazy and there was an hour between doors and the show starting so the doors were at like three and then we play at four and that whole day i was like because i can like kind of just work with it in the moment but if i like see if a crowd is either good or bad but if i like know about it too much in advance which is why i sometimes hate headlining but if i know the crowd is going to be like kind of bad or kind of good, I just start thinking about it too much. If it's good, then I have certain expectations, and then I get bummed if everyone doesn't, like, do the thing. And then if it's small, I'm just like, uh, how is this going to go? Are they going to like us? Are they? I just start thinking about too much shit, where it's like, if I just run out there and have to figure it out the second the show starts, it's easier for me, because I don't have any preconceived notions to the show, and I can kind of just live it. Because I don't give a fuck. Like, I, like, at my core, I really don't give a shit. Small, big... I just love playing and I'll play whatever show there is. But if I, if I give myself the opportunity to think about it too much, uh, my brain just starts fucking the gears just start spinning. And I'm just like, ah, so I, I prefer to not know what's going on as far as that goes. So I didn't look, I obviously saw the line outside, but I didn't know how inside looked. And I remember just running on. And I was like, Oh, I remember I was walking before. And Tommy from Silent Planet walks up to me and goes, hey, man, it's looking pretty good out there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sick, cool. Uh, and he was like, you should go take a look, man. Like, that's pretty nice. And I was like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I don't want to think about it too much. And he was like, okay, okay. But just so you know, it's looking pretty good out there. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking awesome. And then I remember running onto that stage and it was just like, I mean, and, and the the response to us running out on stage was like, and the best thing about that tour is because we, when we were opening, we don't have to set up in front of the crowd. So all of our shit's just ready to go. So we have our TM Blake just hit play on the set and then we can walk out like we're the headliner. Like we don't have to like go on and tune our guitars or do, all that's already done. So we just get to run out on stage and start going. And that was really cool. Cause like, as we're running, it's just like a massive eruption of cheers. And it was just, it, it felt really cool being from the playing side of things. Like it felt really special to be a part of that show. And then the reaction we got to playing at four o'clock was just like bonkers, bonkers, like fucking mosh pits crowd surfing i'm crowd surfing there's already pool floaties out in that shit and i'm like bro it's 4 p.m i'm i don't know if i can make it to fit set you guys gonna be good <laughs> but yeah it was it was really cool i mean if you get a set like that if you get us just a tour package like that just a show like that with all those bands in there like if i'm a fan of there i'm like i'm treating like a fucking festival i'm like you know what 
This is what I came for. You, you I'm come, not stepping up. You come with this. a fucking power bar and some Gatorade, maybe a Pedialyte. You like, you're figured, you, you're like set to do this. Like I'm set to do this. So by the time, like if, that, if I was at that show, by the time like Fit would go on or by the time Polaris would go on, I would be in the pit just like pretty much beat up. Just like all of a sudden you start hearing like Fit come on and it's just like, alrighty, we're doing this. <laughs> And then, like, ev- and like, by the time I'd get home from that show, if I went there, it'd be just, like, I'd probably, be, like, get out of the car, have to walk upstairs, and just, like, s- like I'm, like, shuffling along, because I can hardly move, just, like, fuck, this hurts. Fuck, it was worth it. Yup. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, those shows are the best. And I think what was really cool, like, a day, like, just a memory that sticks out to me is, I mean, obviously, like, we started this band 10 years ago, and, like, a lot of those bands are bands that I grew up listening to or wanting to play with or hoping we would ever get the chance to get their attention. And, and at that show, uh, I remember like looking over to the side of the stage for a second and there was, at least, and then I saw a video afterwards too, to like confirm it, but there was at least one member from every band playing that day, at least one, if not multiple watching our set. And that like almost meant as much to me as the crowd being big and being into it. Like, I was like, because I mean, I'm the same and it just kind of happens, especially when like you're doing really long tours, like sometimes week three of a tour, it's like, you know, I'm a little tired today. I'm not going to go watch the band tonight because I didn't get any sleep last night. I've been living in a van for, you know, there's a lot of reasons as to why you don't go watch a band or do, and it's all valid. Like I get it. Like I don't expect anyone to watch our band, especially another, another band on tour. Like it's a lot of shit that goes on a tour. So it really meant a lot that everyone like took the time, especially at four. It's like, that's lunchtime. That's like the time where it would be the easiest time where the opener, everyone could go get their dinner and go get their things done. They need to get before they get settled in for the night. And instead, yeah, like I said, at least one person was watching our set from every band and that, that was really special and like meant more to me than I think I've ever been able to express. Like that was just like, fuck yeah. Like wherever it is, like there's enough talk going on about our band that, everyone wanted to see what was up with it. And that's really cool. And then Chris from like Moss to Flames, like had told me that he'd been like, not only a, a fan of the band, but he'd been listening to the band for like a few years. And that was just like really cool. Cause I was like, bro, like we, we opened for like Moss to Flames when I was 14. And that was the biggest, like we were the local band opener. It was the biggest deal ever to me that that was happening like that was like legend shit to me when i was i was like I'm, i've made it in my local scene i'm 14 i'm playing with like monster flames it doesn't get bigger than this and then to have that moment fucking like eight years later and then to hear that like a few years ago he found us and and is a fan of what we're doing like that meant a lot and it was just cool to with shows like that and with getting to do these bigger tours in general like it's been really amazing to get to meet people I never thought I'd meet or, or even people that I didn't know exist or people that I've known existed for a really long time. And like, it's just amazing. Like I I've gotten to meet some of my biggest idols and I've gotten to make some brand new best friends that I would have never thought I would make and meeting people in different countries and different cities and different everything. It's like, it's pretty fucking wild, man. Like it's really cool. Just taking a look at just, you know, auditing that whole entire story. The biggest thing I picked up from that was when you were on stage and you had a member of each band watching you while the crowd at 4 p.m. was so fucking into it. All that basically stands out to me is that you have hit it so well with the crowd 
but also you have gained the respect not only of your peers, but also the people that you looked up to while you were growing up. So if you're, you've got so many different positive things going for you as a band and just seeing how that's all being rolled into, you know, you guys are going to, uh, if it didn't get canceled, you guys are going to be on the North Lane tour. You guys are going to be uh, going out with Bad Omens on their first like little headlining run, which is insane, especially how big Bad Omens has been getting. Then there's a, another tour with, Silent Planet, once again, who literally, when I talked to Garrett, he couldn't talk anything bad about you guys. He's like, I fucking love those guys. They're hysterical. They're so much fun to be around. And then the plot in you as well. It's just like, my God, you're the, the positivity around Avoid is so intense that it's just, it's infectious. Like you want to go and be a part of it. You want to go to that show. You want to go to that venue because hell, even when the tour got dropped, I had people mess me like, dude, 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 we got to go to this. We got to go. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm getting my fucking ticket as soon as I can. They go on sale. I'm like, alrighty, credit card out. This is going to be one of those times where I'm like, I am very, very happy to pay this money. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I appreciate that for real. And it's, it's really cool to hear that that is starting to become the perception of this band. And all we ever wanted to do was like rock and like spread a good message. And, and like, cause I mean, I, all of us struggle and every, I feel like everyone struggles in different ways. Even the ones that say that they don't, you know what I mean? We all have our struggles and, and I, I really want avoid and, and what we're doing to be a part of your life that doesn't bring. And I, I kind of said that earlier in the podcast too, but like, that's really like, the goal and, and the older I get and the more I was like, that's really like, I think about that shit. And then like, you hear people like talk about like, cause I like the shows mean everything to me. I mean, this is what gives me life. This is my fucking purpose. It was what I feel in, in my heart. And like, I, I mean, I can't like, I'm playing shows for obviously the fans, but that's just for me too. Like I need to do that for me to feel complete. And so like to hear other people be like, yo, that show meant a lot to me. Or like, like your song is like, doing something for me it's like that's really fucking cool and bigger than i could have ever imagined and that's the goal too it's like whether avoid gets no bigger than we are now it's like we've made an impact on someone's lives and and, and a positive one i i'd like to think and so that's like really special and and not everyone necessarily gets to do that it, maybe at the scale of being in a band can do and so it's cool that we're able to do that even at the little scale that we are now and i hope we can take it bigger and to even elaborate on that more and tell another fun story about the Northland cancellation and all that. Uh, Cause with the Northland cancellation uh, we, we booked our own tour literally these, like we started booking that tour the day we found out Northland canceled. Like it was just like, fuck, what are we going to do? I mean, and I also no disrespect to Northland. This is completely out of their hands and the, the visa process especially post covid is absolutely horrible and you're seeing it happen you just saw happen with architects too even in a different country like i mean it's clearly not like a north lane it's like a a lot of bands are running into these issues for a handful of different reasons and it's just kind of a bummer so we were never like upset at anyone but we used but we were upset that the tour canceled uh Again, not at anyone, but it's it's like it's upsetting to have a tour that you, and we confirmed North Lane, uh, like that was the first tour. Even we, even before the Fit tour, we confirmed like we confirmed North Lane first. Like that was, oh wow, I want to say like, uh, maybe uh, December of twenty twenty. No, I would say it's before that. It was uh. 
It's probably late. It was in 2020. It was like fall of 2020. Holy shit. That tour. And it was supposed to be the summer of 2021. Then it got pushed back. Like that tour had gotten rebooked like six times. And that had been like, but it had always been on the books. And so it was like, we'd been planning for that tour for two years. And then it was like two weeks before we were supposed to leave for it. And it's like, pull the plug. That was definitely like, that was a little tough. Uh, and it felt like a blow. And so we used that energy and that feeling to just book our own tour. Uh, Cause we really wanted to tour. So and we had the merch order in, we had the fucking time off work. We were, we were ready to go. So like, uh, and from the beginnings of the band, like I obviously I learned how to book tours in high school and shit like that. And that was where we came from. And so, you know, you pull out the old Rolodex and you hit up some people that you may not have talked to in a couple of years. And Hey, remember those shows we used to fucking throw? Let's do another one. Motherfucker. Let's go old school. He still got a connection to that skate shop. Can we throw a show in there? Let's fucking go. Hey, is that bar open? Can we fucking play there? Let's fucking go. And we just threw together like a crazy ass DIY tour in, a, in just a few days. And I think we were able, we were able to announce that tour by what would have been day one of the Northland tour. Yeah, because it came out really quickly with that little West Coast run that you did that would have been during the Northland tour. Like, yeah, it was so really we started booking it. Yeah, like I said, like that day that we got the text that Northland, because we also found out the day everyone else found out. That happened really fast, even behind the scenes. Uh, so we were like, got to start on this now. And so we started, yeah, like, I think that tour came together in 10 days, which is insane. Because the t- Northland canceled two weeks before and we had it ready to go and then we were like okay let's announce this on monday and that monday or maybe i forget exactly all the day but we had had it announced the day that that tour was supposed to start and so that was really cool and then it started just a few days after and and it was a really successful tour for for the time i mean we only had two weeks to promote it like we fucking were just out there and it was doing i mean almost 100 people if not over 100 people were showing up every night for two weeks notice and we didn't promote we didn't put any money into advertising for that tour that tour was social media posts and word of mouth that was it and the fact that it was able to draw as many people as it did from just purely uh yeah i get social media and word of mouth like there was no ads it's paul hey paul how's it going it's going good man we're having fun story time over here so come and join us Love it. We're telling all we're, we're reliving the the old the fun of the North Lane shit. Ah yes yes yes. But luckily <laughs> we're packing up the trailer and getting ready to go. So hey, feels, feels we're going out to us. We're going day one sold out. So that already feels great. Oh fuck yeah, day one's already yeah. sold out. I've got a feeling like all those days are going to end up getting close to selling out or selling out, especially given you and Bad Omens on the same run. Well, and it's great, and it's really it, for us. It's just four shows with Bad Omens, and then we're hopping off uh, in between because they're doing like festivals around mm-hmm. it. So there's the two out of the four shows are already sold out, and then we're doing two shows with Dayseeker in between, and then doing another show with Silent Planet, and then we're going to do a festival with like a bunch of rappers and shit. So that's gonna be really tight. And then we go home, and then we're home for like the month of October. And then we're back out to rock again for the rest of the year. Yeah, you guys are going to be busy as all hell. But that whole entire North Lane thing and just kind of how these other ones have come together, 
it just speaks completely to just, you know, what we start out with this whole entire podcast with the whole entire Jim Rome thing and the national anthem with, okay, something happens. And with the whole entire North Lane thing, the thing that the fans really liked about it was like when it got canceled, they didn't pull any punches. They didn't just like, oh, it was out of our control type thing. No, they literally told you straight up what had happened from the fans. No, they, they explained that in such great detail. And I'm, I, I, you can't really fault them for that. I mean, they told you exactly what happened. Like, that is, is like, and it's like, fuck, that's just a shot situation. What are you going to do? It's like, you know, and so, yeah, again, no fault to them, but so, but it was really great to have, to be able to pull a tour out of our ass and, and have it be successful. And now we're getting geared up to, uh, and it was also really fun to get back in touch with our DIY roots because we were, we like, we played a venue called Program Skate and Sound in Fullerton, California. We haven't played there in seven years. We played there in 2015 when we were still under the name of Void the Void on our very first tour ever that we did in Luke's mom's minivan. And it was really crazy to, to go back there seven years later, obviously. I mean, we were just talking about what's happened in the last year. Talk about what's happened in seven years. Yeah. Fuck, bro. And so it was, I don't know the next time we're going to get the opportunity to do that. If ever. Uh, so I'm really grateful we got to, you know. And one other thing, too, is this, the fact that you had, you know, 100, 150 people showing up at night with two weeks notice and no outside promotion outside of social media and word of mouth. That just shows, again, the connectivity that you guys have as a band to so many of these fans in a social media landscape, online landscape, but also just the positive energy that you guys bring. Because I had a podcast recently, I can't remember what band it was with, but we were talking about how just... um when it comes to like a local scene or like a live scene, how like a younger generation is kind of disconnected from that, mostly because of how much prominence the world of social media has. And going to a show might not just be the place you want to go to because just not don't want aren't that big in that kind of interaction. But the fact that you guys, you know, word of mouth are able to bring all these different people out to these shows in the span of two fucking weeks. I mean, that's just drawing positivity there. That I think I mean, I'm I was really floored by it because I like to a fault maybe sometimes like i fucking i'm like fuck my friends are in town tonight damn that's a 20 minute drive i'm gonna have to go find street parking i'm gonna have to fucking fucking do this i'm gonna have to get gas i'm gonna like i can easily talk myself out of going to a show and so and i and i so i'm there i'm never gonna i'm never like mad at anyone if they didn't make me avoid show like i get it like there's a lot of different reasons as to why you can't make a show and i'm never gonna fucking fault you for it but the fact that, yeah, I, I really do feel like that's a testament to what we're doing because in, in just a couple of weeks, people chose to get that time off work or in their free time or, or however it was. It's like they chose to spend their evening with us and they did that quickly. And that's like, that's really special shit. Like, it's really cool. And it's really not something that we take lightly. You know what I mean? Like, like making these connections and starting to build like this little bit of a community that we're building is really 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 cool and mind-blowing to us but it's, it's definitely not something we take lightly whatsoever you know oh absolutely and the biggest key with that is not only is a community of fans but just the community of artists that are getting behind you guys as well and just talking about you not only the ones you've toured with but the ones that i just you know mentioned you guys' name just because of course i'm talking all these other bands yeah. stories come up and like something with you guys just pops in my head is like this totally relates and bands have been like on the same festival lineup as you has been like because you guys played welcome to rockville last year right and you got to drive yeah. on daytona national speedway 
Yeah. Yeah, you lucky bastard. I got to do that for like 200 yards this year myself. And I'm like, this is so cool. Isn't it the craziest shit? Oh, I was loving every second. But I remember talking to a band and I was like, yeah, so like you guys played Welcome Rock, but we talked about what they did. And they're like, does any band stand out there? Like, so we were found out about this band of Void and we kind of had to go and watch them. And they're like, we have no idea how we can even match that energy in our live set. Like that's like an inspiration to them. Just how insane your guys' live set was with the energy, how the crowd connected with it. And then, and then seeing all the other crazy stuff on social media too, and hearing all these other stories, you know, the pool floaties, the crowd surfing on those playing Fortnite on the back screen while you guys are playing. And then you going and just like going ape shit on a fucking bowling alley <laughs> during the middle of a breakdown. I'm like, God damn, this is just like positive, fun energy. You got to get into this, man. Oh, uh, that's really cool. I, I, yeah, that's really what it is. Like, that's all we want to do. We want it to be fun. We want it to be light. We want it to be entertaining. Uh, Cause that's the other thing is we really do care about the show. It's like, it's a show. It's called a show. Like, we're going to give you a fucking show. <laughs> well, I want to give you your money's worth. You're paying your hard-earned money on this ticket. Like, the least I can do is give you the show, right? Like, we we love the show. And that that's always going to be, I think, my favorite part of this. It's why I got into this in the first place. It's why I fell in love with playing music and pursuing music is it's putting on a show. And I, I really love putting on a show. And the other thing when it comes to putting on a show with you guys in something that is sometimes harder for some other bands, but for you guys, just because of the energy, it comes really naturally is when you guys are on stage, the time I saw you guys, nothing else matters. Like everyone was just being able to get lost in that moment of being in the present, enjoying the show and just not caring about I mean, of course, we care about the bands we're going on after because we want to see them as well. But we weren't like, oh, we're going to have to get through this to see the next band. We have to get through this to see the headline. No, it's like we are so into this and enjoying this that no other problem in the world matters right now because Avoid is on stage and this is fun as all hell. And I think that's a major reason why all of a sudden, you know, when the plot and you tour got announced, all of a sudden I'm getting messages left and right from people like, dude, are you going to this show? Are you going to the Chicago date? Are you going to the Milwaukee date? My friends from Minnesota are like, are you coming up for the St. Paul date? I'm just like, God. Guys, I, I, I've only got, like, I'm only one person. I could be one place at, like, one set time. Like, you know I'm making a show, but you know it's going to be the Milwaukee one. But I might make the Chicago one. I might go up to, you know, St. Paul that following day. I might do it. I don't fucking know. I haven't made the decision yet. But if hey. I'm going to, I know I'm going to have a good time because you guys are going to be up on stage. And all of a sudden, it's just going to be fun as all hell. I don't know what's going to happen. Hell, you guys could come out one night, all of a sudden, in Minneapolis, wearing Bucky's gear once again. I'm just going to be like, Yeah! <laughs> oh man well bro let me know when you can make a show i mean you know we'll fucking flip you a t-shirt or whatever we can do man like i i i appreciate you always having us on it and, and all the love of you i mean i see it all the time and and the fact that like i said i am so beyond grateful for this community we're building and and we couldn't do it without the community you know what i mean we're just five dudes and uh without without the community we're just five dudes in a basement uh, like, like this is the kind of shit that makes people like hear about us and like see how hopefully fun we are for everyone else. And so, yeah, man, like, like, thank you for, for always having me on and always like gassing us up and shit, bro. I'll say, here's another perfect example of this. When I got the email from the PR from you guys are working with, it was like, Hey, you know, it, it was, I was talking about a different band. They're like, yeah, you know, this one, they're on tour right now. So we'll reconnect after they're done with the tour. But if you would like, would you like to potentially interview Benny from a boy? And this is whole entire launch. just like, this is gonna be like one of the most fun interviews we'd ever have. And my response was just like, <gasps> like, just, Oh my God. 
I cannot believe this just came through. The first time I had him on was absolutely hysterical. I've always wanted to have him back on. And it's just like, now you're going to give me the opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. A million times. Yes. I want to do this. Dude, I'm, I'm seriously down to come on whenever, bro. Like I love doing this shit and, and I fucking get along with you well. So I, I'm happy to sit down and do this whenever. Oh, absolutely. And one of the best things too, and I'm going to relate it back to the music as well with you guys, of course, with cult mentality coming out in November on November 4th and the most recent single when we're talking about this, which is whatever, just that, the mentality of just you guys doing, you know, doing yourselves, you know, following your vision, following your energy and not really just like taking that full outside influence from a bunch of other people like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You're like, nah, fuck, they're going to do what we want. And seeing how it's worked out for you and just like the energy that was put into that song as well. Everything just went through full circle. It's like, I can't get enough of this fucking song, man. I can't get enough of it. Dude, thank you. Like, that's cool. And I, I'm really stoked that I, I always for, I, I keep forgetting that, like, I can talk about cult mentality now, specifically in like, the name and, and, and how it's all out there, because that that is like crazy that, that that's here and we're about to share it and cult mentality and, and I, I you already nailed it on the head it's exactly that cult mentality is is what it takes to commit yourself to the grind of whatever it is that you're doing but uh it cult mentality and i and i always and i i feel like it has not been taken this way which is nice because i didn't want it to be like the cvlt cult like but like, like i didn't want it to be like edgy cult like i want it like purely it's like cult mentality is actually just a mindset to have to pursue whatever it is that you're pursuing whether it's music whether it's podcasting whether it's being a pr person whether being a booking agent whether it's being a fucking banker be the best banker you need to be whether it's landscaping whether it's being a ceo whatever it is like to be the best at your craft you have to dedicate yourself to it to an unreal level and uh that's what i feel like cult mentality describes so well is it's it's just that that passion in that heart to to do whatever the fuck you want to do, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you watch that video too, and it just the energy that's there, all the little subtle nuances that you guys like poke fun at, all the little videos that you poke fun at. Cause I still remember right when the first pre-chorus hits, and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is he going all like Shadow Moses on this thing? That's when I first fucking lost. I'm just like, I can't believe you guys actually pulled that off in that way. And of course, at the end of the video, you're doing the exact same thing with in front of a green screen. You're just like, set that like weird smirk, just like looking at it like, uh-huh, yeah, we did that. And I just I'm like, okay, this video is awesome. Like, I cannot get enough of this shit right now. This is too perfect. Oh, thank you, man. That was really like, that was like the the funnest video to shoot. And, and the hard thing was making sure that it came across as lighthearted. Like that was like my biggest fear more than anything is because it's also like, I mean, yeah. And it's like, I am making a real statement. Like the scene is really fucking boring and it could be spiced up a little bit, but we don't hate like metalcore. We don't hate scene bands. And I mean, we were all into it. We used to, I mean, I used to dress very similar to how I was in that video and stuff like that. It's like, it's no disrespect. You know what I mean? It's, purely supposed to be fun and poking fun and just like isn't it silly that you guys like 
whether you're a hardcore band, whether you're a fucking emo band, whether you're just a stranded rock band, it's like everyone's been at the stage of where you're eating shit on floors, sleeping in fucking parking lots, doing the hopefully begging for some publication to post about your record so that more eyes can see it. And it's like the fact that there's so much ego and so much other little things that come from the scene, even internally, like band to band and all that. It's like, it's kind of silly because we're all doing the same thing, even if it's not the exact same thing. It's like it is. It's just packaged different or it just sounds a little different. But we're essentially all doing the same thing. And I think that we could all understand that a little bit more. And like as as like as the community in whole, like you can help each other out a little bit more and like not look as it so much like a competition, but like it's a really big world and it's a really big industry. And there's a lot of people out there. And I would say that uh, most people like music. Most, I think we can, we can agree on that. Yeah. Most there's not like, many people that don't like music. If there is, I kind of want to meet and be like, okay, why? I'm curious, if, honestly. Right? At least to a degree, right? At least yeah. to a degree, most people like music. You may not be obsessed, but you at least like to tap your toe to a beat. Uh, which means that the music world and the world in general and being an artist, it's like the possibilities are endless for how you could hit for a fan base. And you don't ever, you never know who your fan base is going to be. And it's probably not who you initially set out for it to be. Uh, so you kind of just got to strap up and be ready for the ride and let it happen and be embraceful to whatever it is, because it's like, it's a everyone's musical journey is different. And uh, I think that comparing uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing to compare in a strategic way, like see what other bands are doing. See, all right, that band got good numbers from this. That band got bad. Like, like, like pay attention. Like, I'm not just saying fucking like fuck everyone to do your own research and make sure you know what's cool and what's relevant. But like, yeah, like we are all doing the same thing and it doesn't need to be a competition all the time because one band blowing up doesn't mean another band can't blow up. Like there is room for all of us to exist and you can carve out your own little thing as long as you work hard enough. Yeah. It's kind of like the, especially music gets, you know, rising tidal raise all. So if all of a sudden some band absolutely blows up massively. Now, a lot of bands that have a sound that people can resonate with that's alongside the band that blew up. Now people are going to also be looking for other music and they're going to, you know, latch onto that and they're going to want to listen to some more of that stuff. I mean, take a look at what happened with emo in like 2005, 2006, all of a sudden people were getting into that and all these other bands were starting to get some more notoriety, some more press, even the ones that only had like one or two hits, maybe that really hit with people. You go to like emo nights across the country and they're still playing all those fucking songs. Well, look at like the, the whole, the great turnstile debacle of 2021. <laughs> like That's right. everyone was like, there was a, I mean, most people I would say were very receptive to turnstile. And I love that band. I mean, I think they are incredible, but there was a lot of people that were like, what is this band? And this band isn't hardcore anymore. And it's not true to the hardcore scene and whatever that gatekeeper mentality is. But it's like, bro, Turnstile playing on Jimmy Kimmel Live and then some kid that's never heard of hardcore before but happened to see that and likes that video and then they're recommended a Hate Five Six video from This Is Hardcore and then they, you know what I mean? the rat And then the rabbit hole starts and then you can go from liking a TV turnstile video into 
starting to get really into these underground things and it's stuff like that. It's like everyone needs a gateway and a pathway to get into this scene. And if Turnstile is going to be that band for the next couple of years, especially for like the hardcore scene and like that sort of like punky alternative scene, it's like, I think we should be nothing but embracing bands like that and embracing in bands that are still alternative, alternative and true to their sound, but maybe have added some sort of marketability or radio esque side of it. Like we should embrace that because that's how we keep our scene alive for the next hundred fucking years. You know what I mean? It's like, how, how is a 14 year old kid, 12 year old kid supposed to find out about the scene right now? If when a band like Turnstile starts playing on TV and starts getting X games or what, I mean, I don't think that, but you know what I mean? They start getting these huge opportunities to be in front of like people that would have never thought about them before, especially like impressionable young people. And like that's how that's how you that's how I mean that's how I found my favorite bands and warp tour scene and stuff like that. I was young and I found a fucking YouTube segment of what you know what I mean. But we should embrace bands blowing up, especially bands from our scene. Like that's what we're all trying to do. Like I never have understood why when a band starts getting to a certain size, it's like suddenly uncool to like them. Like people did that with Knock Loose for a second too. Like yeah. when Knock Loose started getting really, really big, it was like, oh, Knock Loose sold out, or Knock Loose isn't that cool. And and I will say this isn't everyone. And I would say the older I get, and the more the times you get weirder, and people get older as well. It's like I'd say people get more. People are getting more and more and more open minded about genre meshing, and it's okay to like floofy thing and also really heavy thing and it doesn't make you a bitch if you listen to like pierce the veil and harm's way and you know what i mean it's like there's no problem with that but yeah i'm excited i i think that there is still an element of that that exists and i would love to crush that with every fiber of my being Oh, absolutely. Because you take a look at, like, you brought up Turnstiles, the perfect example of that. And there's other examples I can think of, too. It's when bands from the scene, even if, you know, they're starting to get a little bit more of that radio marketability or they're, you know, they're appearing on some more pop culture things, you know, kids are going to be able to take a look at that, get into it from that, because now it has more of this social currency online at that point. And then they start going down the rabbit because they want to see what else is there. Turnstile, per example, another per example, Bring Me the Horizon with their uh, collaboration with Ed Sheeran. Um, Ice Nine Kills with how much you're doing with the horror community. Just everyone's getting into that based off of that. Go over to Europe. I got to bring it up because I'm wearing their shirt right now. Electric Callboy just with mixing fun, you know, club 80s kind of music, kind of beats, pop music with fucking metalcore. I mean, come on. They it's so much fun to listen to. something that is so original, so refreshing. So that's what I was saying. It's not a dig to every, like, like there are bands out there that are doing it, but I, it's more of like when it comes back to whatever, just kind of like a blanket statement. It's supposed to be funny. It's also supposed to like, I think within good comedy, there is truth. So the truth is in there. And yeah, man, just stop taking yourself so fucking seriously and have a good time. And, you know, it's probably going to be all right. Oh, absolutely. And like even speaking to the, well, two things, one, speaking back to whatever, like the intro and all of a sudden you have the robot voice that kind of takes that intro. Like from there, it's like, even if you're listening to it or you're watching the video, especially if you're just listening to it, at that point, you're like, okay, you can have some fun with this because they threw that random robot voice thing in there. So, you know, it's not going to be something that should be taken with like the most serious aspect of it with what they're going to be talking about. But then all of a sudden you watch the video and you, I, you guys are wearing all the scene clothes and stuff in the woods. And all of a sudden towards the end of the video, now you guys are just dressed in normal. You 
got a freaking A-Rod jersey on and a racing hat. I'm like, yeah, then now this looks just like Benny would on a normal day. Like, I'm not expecting anything different from this. The A-Rod jersey is like another dig, too, because I thought that would piss people off. I was a little con- – the thing that I was thought about was, like, I know you're a huge Mariners fan. Die so, hard. So, like, I'm like, an A-Rod jersey does make sense, but not the Yankees one. Like, now I'm starting to get, like – is that could that be a dig at the same point too? Sure. Like I thought you were gonna go with like a freaking like Ichiro Suzuki jersey at least. I usually do. I have a I have a great Ichiro jersey that I love. But no, that was supposed to be that. I mean, I I I mean, I, I when I was like a little kid, I always liked A Rod for some reason, and mostly because again, I just love controversy. And when I was like playing Little League, everyone hated A Rod, so I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> purely just because of that and so it's like and it's definitely like a sin to like the yankees and also be a mariners fan but i've always i've always kind of liked the yankees i don't i don't have a problem with them and we only play each other twice a year usually so i'm always going to root for the mariners in that situation but if i turn on a yankees game like in the playoffs i'm not going to be bummed if the yankees win because typically they have amazing players because like instead of being like growing up it was the heyday of the yankees like Derek Jeter, Mark Teixeira. I saw the end of Gary Sheffield's career. You yeah. had Johnny Damon. You had, uh, you had Jason I mean, Giambi were, in there. Jason Giambi. Oh, yeah. And then Robinson Cano's Yankee era. Like, yeah, and, and you saw Mariano Rivera throughout the whole entire thing, too, just killing it with the fucking Mariano fire. Rivera the whole entire time. CeCe Sabathia's amazing oh. end of his career. Jorge Posada. I mean, the Yankees had such a legendary lineup when I was growing up that it's like, you couldn't not kind of like him a little bit. So you're, me, I'll see you bringing up CC Sabathia. It hits a little right here because that that half a year in 2008 when he came over to the Brewers and just fucking dominated. I was oh, just like, dude, that was great. That <laughs> was great. Oh, I remember man. that. Well, and then the Brewers ended up getting like a bunch of our old fucking guys. Like you guys took. I mean, Ben Gamble for a sec. You guys had yep. Vogel back for a sec. You guys took, mm. you guys kind of went through, like, like, we traded you guys a bunch of people. Didn't you guys, I think you guys had Taylor Motter for a second, too, who was on our team. I think for, like, maybe, like, a couple of games or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, well. Depoto's just turning over players like no other. Yeah, and now over here in Milwaukee, it's like we're still trying to figure out what the hell is going on while still in a divisional race with the Cardinals. So we'll see how that all turns out. Pitching's hey, still good. Our though. only shot's the wild card. So I just got to hope that we stay We stay where we're at right now. You guys just got to keep playing well. But back to the whole entire thing with the boy, the second thing I wanted to bring up, though, was just with the fun energy you guys bring to the table, with the, just the absolute just – you know, you guys are manic up on stage. You guys play Fortnite up on stage while you're playing. Like, this is fucking nuts. I'm like, is there a band that you guys could play with? Because there's not many bands that are going to be able to match that kind of energy. Is there a band that you could play with on a tour package that you guys would work so well with in terms of just fans just having a blast, having a good time? It's exactly why I wore this shirt. If you guys got a European run with Electric Cowboy, I'm like, this would make so much fucking sense. Uh, I would too, love the tour with Electric Cowboy. I feel like... We would have a really fun show together if we played Electric Cowboy. I mean, obviously, Fever, like, Jason is, like, oh, yeah. the goat of chaotic frontmanningness, And, like, he is, like, I mean, you think I'm manic on stage. Fuck, look at that guy. He is just an incredible, I mean, he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest performers to ever live like so i think i mean i think playing some shows with fever would be really really fun and that would be a band 
that I would be really nervous to have to either that to play before because like I know that everyone's there for the energy where it's like because like not even like like I know we have good energy so I, I I'm pretty confident in playing most shows it's like I feel like we can hold our own but it's like having to play with fever or it's like a chariot reunion show or a Dillinger escape plan reunion show or something like, you know what I mean? The most chaotic bands of all time. Like, like those are bands that I would be very nervous, but very excited to get an opportunity to play with. And I think that the energy would mesh well, but I think about like, I would love to do a tour. I mean, I think it would be, I was thinking about a cool tour would be like, uh, if we figured out like fucking like ocean grove, higher power and us. Like, I feel like those are like the three, like the Australian weird band, the UK weird band and the American weird band. Like, like, I think stuff like that, I think doing untraditional stuff is sick. Like, I would love the tour with also like not metalcore, metalcore related tours. Like, I really want to tour with water parks. Like, that would be a band that I, oh, I think that if we had an opportunity to do a month of shows with water parks in front of like their fans, like incredibly impressionable fan base that loves energy and craziness. And like, I mean, obviously we're a pretty heavy band, but we're not like the heaviest thing in the world. But to that fan base, we're like fucking death metal. You know what I mean? Like they, the screaming, like doing what we're doing. And so it's like, we're like in situations like that, we're like the standout crazy heavy band where it's like, I feel like on metalcore tours or whatever. So like, you could totally be like, well, they have break it's it's not my thing and i totally respect if it's not your thing like I, there's a lot of things that aren't my thing either so i don't give a shit but i do think that like if you put us in situations with other genres of artists that had similar energy but we could kind of be the weird odd man out heavy band not on heavy bills i think that that would do a lot for our career that definitely would especially i mean just think about water parks for a month and the whole key is going to be the energy you guys bring on stage and the fun you bring on stage, even as the heaviest band, the outline heavy band on a type of tour package that would be for water parks. Because all of a sudden, you know, if you guys end up going absolutely ape crazy, having a blast on stage and you get the video board down there and you're playing Fortnite on stage to those fans, you're going to they're going to go from like, do we even like this band to like this band is like a this band is like, this is us. Like, we need this in our lives. Like. The connection there is going to be all based off the energy. And if you guys had a follow-up Fever 333 or go before or three, uh, Fever 333, I'm thinking about it like, yeah, I've seen Jason Allen, Allen Butler perform for 25 minutes. He went from like manic energy in a jumpsuit to manic energy in neon green, like tidy whiteies on stage. And the whole entire time I was questioning, those things are probably going to come up at some point because this dude is just that fucking wild right they they didn't but i'm like the possibility is there and the energy was there and i'm like god at that point i'm like god damn it i should have paid for pit tickets but they were like 300 bucks it was on the not fest road show yeah 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 i remember seeing stuff from that like what an incredible band and so all that kind of stuff like there's a lot of bands that i really want to tour with and again like back to the like that song is really not supposed to be taken as directed at anyone like if you're getting offended by it like hey man figure it out you know what i mean not not our problem that's not supposed to be offensive that's funny as shit <laughs> yeah because the whole no. entire song is just kind of like we're, like for you guys this is us we're gonna be us and if whatever else i mean whatever we're gonna have fun whatever with it. exactly bro just fucking whatever we're here you got it didn't you <laughs>
which is why I cannot wait to actually see this song play live. Because I remember the well, the Fit for a King tour. I think Kawabunga and uh, Kawabunga just come out, and I'm just like, I can't wait. You guys opened up with that. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But I wish they would like go into like flashbang at some point because that song is energetic as hell. And all of a sudden, next thing I hear, hey, how's it going? We're a boy from fucking Seattle. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Yeah, we. I definitely want our set to be 30 minutes of just energy in your face craziness well i'm pretty sure that's what everyone can expect from the little Roman with bad omens to the two days eager shows so of course the show was silent planet because i mean garrett's already expecting it from what i've been told the boys, and then, the boys for life and then the silent planet plot you two i'm just like my god that thing is going to be just like the tour during like that the late fall tour you're going to be like all right, we're going into, you know, the holiday season. We need some energy to, like, close out, like, our shows for the year. It's like, now this is the one you go to if you want to have some absolute fucking fun. So make sure you go to it because you're not going to want to miss out and avoid playing live. Trust me on that. Oh, fuck, bro. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you. I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate you having me on, and I would literally love to do this whenever. Oh, we'll do this once again because, of course, we got Colt Mentelli coming out on the 4th. I mean, hell, by the time next year rolls around, especially 2023, who knows what's going to happen all of a sudden. It'll be January. Yeah, we need to have a two-year anniversary in January. Like uh... we, we might need to. I mean, then we can we can look at how Colt Mentelli ended up playing out. We can talk about all the crazy shit that happened on these other two tours. There's plenty of stuff we can talk about, man. Like, it's I think all there. January sounds like a fantastic time. Perfect. And I know, and I mean, I'm connected with you. I'm, we're Facebook friends, so I can just message you like, hey, Benny, you want to do this shit again? Oh, yeah. Hit me up whenever, bro. We can totally do that. Fuck yeah. And as we bring this podcast to conclusion, Benny, one thing I love to do is give you a chance to whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote the end of the podcast. So floor is yours, my friend. Hey, thank you, my friend. Hey, uh, Cult Mentality out November 4th. As you guys know, a new single whatever is out now. Follow all the socials at Avoid Kicks Ass on all that shit. Uh, you know, we uh, we are really just trying to do the damn thing, and we're really grateful to to be here and get to rock. And we hope you we hope you guys want to rock with us. That's it, really. Perfectly said. Now it's time for me to end this shit out with three things. So first things first, you want to make sure you're gonna be like connected with Avoid because Avoid kicks ass, right? So here's what you're gonna do. Go to the description of the podcast and say, find Avoid online. Links for literally all of their socials. Links where you can watch these crazy YouTube videos. Links to where you can, you know, get ready to stream Cult Mentality when it comes out. Get tickets to this plot and YouTuber. And, of course, pre-order the fucking album and get some fucking merch. All of it's going to be in the description of the podcast for you guys. So go to where it says find Avoid online because, yes, Avoid kicks ass and you fucking know it. Now it's time for number two. Now the last time I spoke to you back in January 2021, I made a promise to you the first time I would see you at a show. First round was on me. Of course, I saw you for the Fit for a King tour, and unfortunately, I didn't get to see you afterwards. So I still have to make good on this promise, right? But I'm gonna That's edit funny. it a little. I'm gonna edit it a little bit just because of the day you guys are playing the Milwaukee show with the plot and you and the venue you're playing at. Because in April, I got to see the Dayseeker tour come through that venue, and I'm friends with the guys around the opening band, which was Caskets from the UK. So after the show, I had a case of beer for them and I went to their van, knocking the door. So I ended up having, sitting around on the bus, drinking with caskets and holding absence for like an hour after the show. So on December 2nd, when you guys play in Milwaukee, I'm not, I'm going to bring some cases of beer for you guys. Since I've had you on the podcast. I've had Garrett. I've had Landon from the plot and you, I'm looking to make it a fucking party after the show. I'm going to be like, go to my car and all of a sudden to carry stuff to the vans and be like, Hey guys, beer man's here. And it's like, yeah. Oh, it's going to, you'll erupt the whole parking lot. 
oh, I'm already planning on it. I know exactly how to pull this off. And I'll just probably let you guys, I'll let you know like the, on like the day or the day before. I'm like, hey, I got all the beer for you guys. Let's fucking party. Hey, you're looking out, my friend. You are. Oh, absolutely. So, Benny, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, you know this is not goodbye because we got to do another one of these. We already, we already planned it, bro. We already planned it, and I'm going to be seeing you on my fucking 28th birthday. I'm going to throw down to avoid my fucking birthday. What could be better than that? So this can't be goodbye, my friend. This is I'll See You Later. Hey, I'll see you later, my friend. Whoa, whoa, folks, that was my interview with Benny from Avoid. Once again, Cult Mentality, the new album from Avoid, comes out on November 4th. The single Whatever is out now. Go watch the video because there's so much cool shit in there from them. Just kind of poking fun at the scene to poking fun at the Shadow Moses video from Bring Me the Horizon to them just being them their crazy, wacky, goofy, fun selves, man. So you're going to want to follow along with Avoid everywhere you can because their social content, I mean, it makes me smile every time I get to see some of them. There's pop-up. It's always hysterical. So you're going to want to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, literally anywhere they're going to be on TikTok as well. I'm pretty sure they Twitch stream as well. So you're going to want to follow them on all that stuff. YouTube, you're going to want to follow them so they you can catch all the crazy, you know, videos that are on there. You're going to want to, you know, check out what they got online. Check out their merch. You're going to want to buy some merch from avoid because avoid kicks ass you're gonna want to be able to buy cult mentality download cult mentality stream cult mentality when it released on november 4th so go straight to the podcast where it says find avoid online and make sure you follow along with everything because all the labels and links are there you gotta do is click and then follow the directive and you're good to go so make sure you do that please also make sure you're following the corporate Russian podcast facebook twitter instagram and tiktok for your viewing pleasure we put all the crazy podcast moments on there talk about a lot of fun stuff and we just you know have a good time on there we usually go live every single wednesday night 9 p.m central so make sure you're following along with us on instagram for that please subscribe to the podcast on youtube to watch the podcast or you can listen in on spotify podcast i heard you amazon and a lot of other places that you can find us because podbean kind of puts us a lot of different places that's kind of cool i'm not gonna lie and if you are subscribed, if you're just subscribing right now, a gigantic thank you to you. Thank you for supporting the podcast and for continuing to support the podcast. And we love having you guys here. This is a fucking awesome. This is what I love to do. I mean, go to shows, talk to musicians, you know, talk like this, you know, present great stuff to you guys. I, I don't want to stop. It's my favorite thing. If you're like, fuck yeah, I love the boy. Just don't want to subscribe to the podcast. First off, please reconsider because Benny will come back in early 2023. You better believe it. If, if not, they're like, yeah, I'm still good without, um, you know, subscribing to the podcast. First off, thank you for stopping by anyway. You're always welcome back here. And if you want to subscribe another time, just hit that button. It's always there. I also want to thank support for this podcast. Once again, first off, Manscaped, 10% off and free shipping. Use code CPP at manscaped.com at checkout. And remember, we are sponsoring When We Were Hungry Music Festival happening in Las Vegas, October 20th and 21st, 2022. Ticket on sale now at whenwewerehungryfestival.com. Link description of the podcast. So go get those where they sell. Thank you, Benny, man. This was fucking awesome. Cannot wait to see you perform live with the plot and you with Silent Planet. Go and kick some motherfucking ass. On that note, that's going to be for you guys. Thank you for watching this into the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all! Yeah!